to Broads, Books, and Booze. This is your host, Jamie Bennett, along with Monica. Hello, Ooh. hello. Woo, woo, woo. <clears throat> so today's book is Baked by Mark, um, what is it? Ha- Haskell Smith. Haskell, okay. I wasn't sure how to say that middle part. Mm. <clears throat> so, Monica, you want to give a brief yeah. synopsis of it so it's so hard to describe this book it could have been really dark but actually it was not i would describe it as a whimsical crime romance drama <laughs> <laughs> i don't know with some mystical experiences in there as well <laughs> exactly it's just you know you can't even really categorize it we'll just have to we'll just have to explain it as we go i think <laughs> We we will. <clears throat> so, uh, I had picked this book. I had read a different book by the same author several months ago called Naked at Lunch. And it was all about uh, nudist lifestyle. And I found it hilarious. I loved his descriptions. I, I liked how he was venturing into different things. And I was like, oh, he, he wrote a, a book about marijuana. And with our new laws in Michigan making it legalized I'm like oh well this could be an interesting perspective to read on so I picked up this book and it was not what I was expecting at all <laughs> it was so much better yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> so Monica had asked me to pick a book and I was like uh, I was about halfway through it I'm like I think it needs to be this one <laughs> And I'm so glad. We needed a little bit of humor. <laughs> yeah, uh, our local library didn't have it, so we had to order it, but it was so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, did you find any quotes from the book that you, you wanted to say? I found so, so many. Um, some of them I don't remember verbatim because I didn't, you know, go through and write them down. There was one where he had said, I've never had an arch nemesis before. <laughs> I didn't really know what to do, and I thought that was great. That was great. But the one that I wrote down was, um, he said something like, I was in my 20s before I realized my parents were vegetarian by choice, and not just because they couldn't afford meat. (laughs) I thought that was fantastic. (laughs) So a backstory to Miro is that his parents are both artists, and they live in... California. They live in Ojai, California, which I know from my spiritual community is a very, like, mecca for the metaphysical. Wow, nice, nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're, they're very disappointed with Miro that he is not an artist, and he in, instead is a botanist. <laughs> and they just, like, sort of shake their heads at him. They're, like, so disappointed that he loves plants and yeah. not art. Which just cracks me up, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how did he create this character, and like, where did, where did he get these parents from? And I don't know. I just I found them interesting. What was your quote that you liked the best? Oh, I I I think I really liked the arch nemesis one the best. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like. Oh, I have an arch nemesis. Too. I feel like running them down in the parking lot at work sometimes. I'm like, huh, I don't like it. Oh, there was another one that I thought was funny. Um, 
he when he was shot, he says, as far as near-death experiences go, murals was anticlimactic. And then he talks about the doctors who were trying to, like, bring him back. And they're like, they rubbed their paddles and sh- and shouted, clear! It made them feel like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy is brilliant, I think. <laughs> would you read another book by this author? Yeah, I definitely would. Uh, I, I've read two now, so uh, there's another book that he has out that I'm like, oh, I think I might have to check out this one. I think it was called oh I don't remember now there's too many of them I've been looking through my my brain has been fluttering yeah. away out of the moment well what's funny is you know baked and it's about you know medical marijuana is legal at the time and you know they're wanting to legalize recreational in the story and what's funny is is you know I don't I think it should be legal but the book really, I mean, even though it was about that, it really wasn't about that, I thought. You know, there was so much more to the characters and the reasons why they were the way they were and everything like that, that even if marijuana is like an issue for you, like it really, to me, wasn't like the main theme of the story. It it was like this thread that kind of tied all the little stories together. Exactly. There was so many little stories happening and different little bits of it and uh i couldn't really say what the book was about like what was what was he trying to get what was his point i don't i don't know if i know for certain i mean like he was definitely pro-legalizing marijuana in california and i thought he did a good job of presenting why he had those opinions which you know i'm all for that as well we'll get into that later yes okay did you feel this book was original? I mean, it was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That it was actually the definition of original, I thought. How How do you think it, Okay, so the book starts off with Miro getting shot. How does that work for the story? I think that works really great for the story because when he was shot, that was his choice point, right? So it's all about the decisions that he makes and um, how everything works out. It's very intricately tied together. And when he was shot, you know, he had a decision to make. He could either, um, you know, keep going after his art, either try and get his plants back or, um, you know, or he could just give up and, work a regular nine to five job and he this was his choice point i thought it was the perfect place to start (laughs) so what's interesting is that the story starts off with miro being shot and there's two mormon missionaries who are standing nearby and the the medics come uh and then there's two police officers so you meet all these characters right in the first chapter and then they sort of disappear and then reconverge together, it's sort of like this pulsing story of their lives intertwined. And I, I really liked the pacing of the book. I found it really engaging and really interesting. I was like, oh, it's not like the same characters every chapter. And I'm like, I just wanted to read more. I was like, ooh, I'm really excited about this. Not only that, but the chapters were quite short and it was very easy to read. Oh, yes. Yes, two key points that I loved was that, yeah, it took me no time at all to finish the book. Normally, I'm 
you get distracted after a while. So I only read for about an hour a night. And I finished this book in like five days. <laughs> I think I did too, yeah. I was like, whew, that was, that was quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Did you know anything about Mormons prior to this? You know, not a whole lot. Just, I mean, no, I really didn't know a whole lot about Mormons. I can say that Daniel and the Mormons were my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his his whole spiritual awakening journey was hilarious and it's all stemmed around all these forbidden things and he starts really questioning you know his beliefs his beliefs and i think it had to do with with uh, miro being shot because that was a shock to him yeah you know and he's like i prayed and prayed and prayed and you know, it worked. And he's like, ah, he's alive. It's because of me. And so he's having all these spiritual experiences. (laughs) So Daniel is present. Uh, He is um, a Mormon elder out on his mission, which uh, is something very typical for Mormon men to do. I had some background and familiarity with them. So I felt like they were presented very, um, accurately very genuine characters of mormon faith uh so he has this spiritual awakening he feels connected to miro miro looks at this kid in the hospital and he is like dude you need to get alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the kid starts thinking things like you know you know why would god provide all of these you know, wonderful things if I'm not supposed to, you know, if the, the stifleness of all these rigid rules that I've learned doesn't make me feel connected to God and spirituality, but these things do. And so, yeah. And this thing that's happened to me, I felt more connected to God than I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. Why is this wrong? And, uh, it was, that was really deep and interesting. And he was such a young character and I was like, Oh, I just I was like, yeah, I wish, you know, that happened to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually, you know, usually those kinds of progressions take years and years. You know, breaking down those limiting beliefs that you have, especially in a very strict religious environment, they get ingrained like his, his partner that he would go on the missions with, you know, was... You know, they were supposed to rely on each other. If one was starting to stray a little, then the other one would have to rope them back in. And and it just all seemed so very uh, constraining. And The zip ties on the headboard, I was like, oh my gosh, really? Certain parts of this book, maybe we shouldn't say out loud because it's going to sound terrible. But if you read it, it makes perfect sense. It's funny and great. You're just going to have to trust us on this. So as far as drinks go, we are having hot toddies tonight. We were feeling a little bit under the weather. So uh, we have mixed up some spiced plum tea, I believe it is. Yes. With a little bit of sugar and some, uh, what is it? Maker's Make- Mark. Maker's Mark, yeah. Yeah, it's this is wonderful. Very <laughs> soothing. I don't know if it's the tea or the whiskey, but I'm already starting to feel better. <laughs> Hopefully it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I had a, I decided to, since we were both a little under the weather, that we needed a hot drink. So, woohoo! Cheers! 
Okay, <clears throat> so another another element of the story is that Miro is shot because he went to Amsterdam where they have a cannabis cup, which is actually a real thing. Mm -hmm. This actually happens. I had no idea until I read this book. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the underdog. He gets a sponsor of a coffee shop named Gus. Orange. Orange oh. is the name of the coffee shop. Sorry, the guy that orange yes. owns the coffee shop's name is Gus. Yes. So yeah. great great character too. <laughs> I really liked Gus a lot and mm -hmm. I like how he was all judgmental about Americans and when Americans do him, I was like, You are so right, Gus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he said, What is it with you guys in guns? You're not civilized businessmen. This is way too cowboy for me. <laughs> So, Mira comes back from winning the Cannabis Cup, and there's this other gentleman who owns several compassion centers. So, marijuana, at the time the book is written, is legalized in the state of California for medical purposes only. The problem is, is that there's more people uh, who have a license for the medical than what people can actually grow. So there's a lot of co-ops that are happening where it's small little uh, like pop, mom and pop shops who are growing their own so many plants per person. And uh, Vincent, though, is a bigger businessman. He wants to become the Starbucks CEO of marijuana. That uh, He actually says these words in the book. And lots of characters in the book describe him as having a bad vibe and just being kind of a slimy guy. And Yeah, so Vincent hires this very interesting character to kill Miro. So his name is Seamus Noriega. Mm -hmm. He is half Irish, half, I forget what, a Latin some sort of Latin guy yeah. who's just a scumbag. He's like a sociopath. <laughs> he has people working for him who are even less desirable. So it's sort of like, oh, gross, grosser, oh, really nasty. They're like the villains of the story. Were you happy with the storyline of how their characters were resolved? I was, and I, I found... I found those two villains extremely interesting because they were essentially the same person, okay? So Vincent's the one who wanted Miro to be shot. He hired Seamus to do it, right? right? Right, So both of them are really guilty of the same things except for Vincent is rich and a business owner and has cocktail parties and everything like that. Right, and I right. felt like that was a really good point to bring up that sometimes sometimes the criminals are not who you think the criminals are and um or there are more criminals i guess in this case than what you would think and and also i thought it was interesting that they point out over and over that vincent was like a he was like a bad seed in the medical marijuana community he was like something that needed to be pruned away and about you know, and it really is kind of a community, and, and it was his greed that sort of poisoned the well for him. I feel like the 
the whole thing with the marijuana and especially being medically legal and there was two different types of people there's like you know the posh and the elite and the and the criminal people who are using it and then there's people like Miro who I feel is using it more of like a plant type medicine it makes him feel good when he he doesn't use it if he doesn't have to use it it was just bringing out all these different aspects and different people who use it and if they're good and if they're bad and how they interact with each other and really making it clear that sometimes these people who you think are the good guys because they dress in business suits and have nice cars and everything are not right. really the good guys. No, no. You know, what's interesting is that uh, Seamus gets all irritated with Vincent. He's like, this isn't why I signed up for this job. Like, I didn't want a boss. I didn't want to have to answer to some asshole. And here I am <laughs> having this guy on my ass. He goes, I shot the dude. I did my job. I can't help it. He didn't die. You know? <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, I sort of almost felt sorry for him a little bit, but then I was like, but you're a scumbag. Well, and they do a good job of um, showing his backstory and his childhood trauma that made him the way that he was. And But I think that's a kind of a hidden underlying theme of this book is choice. Like, we all have a choice, you know, about who we become and and what we do. And yes, our life throws all these crazy circumstances at us. But it's what we do with, you know, with our decisions that create the people that we are. That is so great. It, that, that is completely true. Yeah, just like Miro's parents. Um, you get the, they're nice people or whatever, but they're, um, he feels very, like, abandoned. They're very aloof. They're not very loving, yeah, you know. Yeah, a disconnect with their relationship. Like, he gets shot, he goes and he stays with them. And he's living with them, but the story doesn't ever talk about his him being with them. It's sort of like an extension of him just being in the hospital almost. Right. It's like, you know, he's might as well be alone mm-hmm. when he's with them. Right. And yeah, and so that really shows us why he is the way he is, I think. And and he could have been a bad guy because of that. Maybe because of the marijuana, he was the laid-back cool guy instead. I don't know. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, not that it matters. I don't care if people smoke or don't smoke or whatever. I don't. I haven't in a long, 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 long time. But I do think it's great for a lot of people, and I think it helps a lot of people. I, I wanted to talk about how he felt that the cannabis plant was being over hybridized and he talks about how um there's been too much genetic modification to it so he's a botanist he travels abroad to find two wild strains of the plant and then he begins to breed the plant and he goes through like several generations i think it was like seven maybe a dozen it was it was a lot to get this um, better, more natural strain that gives you everything that you want and nothing that you don't want. And I found that really intriguing and interesting. And I asked friends who are more users about it and they're like, oh yeah, it's totally being over hybridized. <laughs> and I think that goes with everything too. There's this real, I think, pull in humanity right now to go back to simpler 
things. The more, the more natural, the more simple, the less we monkey around with things, probably the better it is for us. Yeah, so it kind of made me think, well, if people are wanting to use, you know, more plant-based medication or relaxation, and we're doing all of this, you know, genetically altering, I'm like, is this really what people want? Well, what it's going to come down to actually is the pharmaceutical companies will probably make their own version of marijuana medicine that will be easily distributed and people can just buy it and it will be junk. But, you know, it's it's like buying, you know, organic non-GMO food. Let's You have to sort of make a choice. Right. Oh, yeah. so Miro has this obsession with this guy. Uh, his name is Floyd Zanger, who was also a botanist, and he had, who had taken two different stone fruits, hybridized them. He took the plum and the apricot, and we got the plucot. <laughs> and he he talks about it more than once, like. It's an ongoing theme about how he loves Floyd. <laughs> he looks up to Floyd and he wants to be like the Floyd of cannabis. How did you feel about that? I thought it was great. It was his inspiration. It was his muse. I feel like as people, we need to pay more attention to those characters and those events in our life that intrigue us and inspire us and act on those things and go in that direction, which is exactly what he did. And he, even though he was a botanist, a, a lowly scientist, woe is his parents. <laughs> it was his art. It was his creation. There's so many ways for human beings to express themselves creatively, and this was his way. And that was his inspiration. I thought it was great. Uh, I I also thought it was uh, intriguing, and I smiled every time he talked about Floyd <laughs> and the stone fruit. It just... It, it it made me happy to know that he he had such a an uh somebody to look up to and idolized and mm-hmm. and want to uh be like so in at the end of the book in the acknowledgments the author writes that he cites karate mike for the law enforcement point of view and general inspiration do you feel like detective chow and uh whoever the other guy's name is um it's like Kiwan? Yes. Do you feel they are realistic or do you feel the author is just trying to push his agenda for legalized recreational marijuana? You know, I don't really know much about detectives or police other than TV. So they seemed fine to me. <laughs> they seemed like any police officers that I would know. So, yeah. Uh, so their, their sort of point of view was that... Uh, their time spending enforcing these anti-drug laws is a waste of time and energy and money that they should be doing more for real crime and that if drug lords and mafia people didn't have drugs to make money off of, if it was a legal system, that would just hurt them. And that if it wasn't a stigmatized, people who needed the help could actually get help more. Which it was sort of like a very compassionate view towards drug users and drug use. And that's where I was like, ooh, that seems a little too compassionate to me. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I would have to agree with you on on that. Because it does seem 
more like a typical um, police officer point of view would be, well, you broke the law. You know, it's all about, it's like the Mormon doctrine. It's like the law is the law and there's not really a whole lot of room for reasons why. But I don't know. I could be wrong. How did you feel about the EMTs? So the EMTs were great. I feel like they were, like you said, just characters that are used to tie this whole thread together with all these events that interchange. I really liked Fran. Um, so Fran was very sexually promiscuous and did not want cuddles or relationships. And it was funny because all of these men who she would be with, I, I feel like either they wanted it or they expected her to want it. She was a very, like, she was a very shocking character. But I feel like the reason why she was so shocking was because she was a woman. And I felt oh, like that was... if she had been a man, it would have been completely different. So I felt that was definitely a more subtle way to bring up another social injustice point you know to the story i thought she was great i thought she was great and i was so sad and upset when she died me too i was like i was not expecting this and now i'm really pissed off and it was horrible and incredibly shocking <laughs> it was and like literally i'm like oh my gosh i cannot believe that just happened yeah i was like it, it, are these characters here only to create this shock? And then, like, what happens to her partner uh, doesn't go better exactly. I mean, like, at least he doesn't die. He's right. not murdered, but... He is kidnapped. He is kidnapped and tortured yeah. and beat up and... That was another good quote from Vincent talking to Seamus. What is your thing with kidnapping? <laughs> are you a kidnapaholic? Do you need to go to a program? character that you wanted more of in the story you know I really did like the I'm not a love story person but the what was her name Mariana and Mira Miro I really liked their story I felt like maybe I would have liked to have gotten to know her a little bit more um but other than that yes you don't really know much about her or her story she just sort of appears and Miro's mesmerized by her and then you know he's like oh maybe I should got her phone number or email email is so cute because you can tell the stories from 2010 yeah and then um she ends up pregnant so she goes to Gus and she's like I really need to get a hold of Miro <laughs> now now and that was the best part about Gus, was Gus is just like, I think we need to go to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like these people are the connection that Miro has always been lacking. This random guy who he was going to, you know... Go into business go with. Go into business with, and they end up being, like, his best... They, they literally fly across the world to come see him. You yes, know, yes, and when he finally gets a hold of Miro, and Miro is like, "Hey, somebody's trying to kill me. I don't have the elephant crush anymore. It's been stolen. They took all my stuff." 
And Gus isn't, you know, like, oh, I'll just, you know, cut my ties and take my losses. He's like, all right, we're on it. I'm coming. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to talk to this guy and I'm going to let him know what's going on. You know, and then he sort of arrives at this very affluent party where their elephant crushes at because they've stolen all those plants. And Gus comes up and he's all like, yo, Vincent, this isn't cool. (laughs) (laughs) And Vincent's great because no matter what catastrophe happens, he spins it. You know, he's like... He is so greedy. He's like, I'm going to make this work. You know, I'm going to make this work. He's so sleazy. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll have the elephant crush here in the U.S. market, but you can still sell it all you want over (laughs) in the Netherlands. You know, it's like, you only got it there. So I can still be like the Starbucks of cannabis. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, yeah, so at at the very, very, very end of the story, Miro... And Mariana, they get together, she's, you know, she's pregnant, and they, they sort of stay together, and they have this beautiful baby girl, and so now he feels more fulfilled with his life. I assume they're in Amsterdam. Did you get that? I don't... It didn't really say. Don't, yeah, I don't really but know. But I assumed he went back to Amsterdam with them. That would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One. And they talked about the people in L.A., which was hilarious. So they're having this shootout at the cannabis club when they, you know, when Gus is like, hey, you stole this or whatever. And and the people there are just like having their hors d'oeuvres and sipping their wine. And he's like, these Americans, why aren't they screaming and running for help? <laughs> oh, people just pull out guns and shoot. I'm like, like this is like everyday thing. Like, no big deal, right? Yeah. I had a thought and now it's gone. Go back, go back. No, I, it's the whiskey. It must be. <laughs> I'm feeling so much better right now. Yeah, um, me too. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk? Oh, I thought it was so interesting about how. Okay, so Daniel's the Mormon. He ends up uh, into this sort of like. Um, bondage relationship with this porn star. <laughs> it's actually much sweeter than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> You're really happy for the kid. You, you are. You, you really are. And I, I, I found her interesting and wanted to like know more about her as well. I was like, oh, who are you? And how did you get here? And why did you choose him? And, you know, that that's sort of a good thing. point. She was just a random person at a party that sort of took him under her wing, you know. And Miro's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but they end up having like a long term relationship and he goes to Japan with her and all of this stuff. And I really feel like, too, she the whole bondage thing and his relationship with her is another. It's almost like a coping mechanism for him healing from all of his you know religious trauma and everything that he went through I, I this whole this whole book is about people dealing with having to be people and what they do to deal with their right. <laughs> life and how they how they evolve what what choices they decide to make yeah. based on what their experiences yeah. yeah, there's so many different levels you can take this book on. It's a funny story. It's an interesting story, but it's definitely got some deeper meanings that, you know, I probably haven't even fished them all out yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
So was there anything else you wanted to discuss? No, I don't think so. I think we... We got all the yeah, good points. Definitely a recommend. Definitely a recommend. So two thumbs up. Thank you so much for listening. Podcast World. We will talk to you again next month. Bye. Bye.